and gents, all you social media peeps out there, I know you got to get on there, but how do you do it? What do you say? What do you post? When do you do it? That's what today's episode is all about. Let's do this. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business Plus. All right, ladies and gents, who do we got on the show today? You guys know social media has so many negative connotations associated with it. And yet, we spend so much time on our favorite platforms. We spend a ton of time consuming content, but how much time are we spending in making content? Well, today's guest has an opposing view of social media's impact on society. He believes it can build self-esteem, decrease depression, and lower anxiety. And I can't wait to hear how he's teaching content consumers to become content creators and change their lives. Let's welcome to the show from Anchors to Dusk uh, Publishing, Joseph Federico. All right, my brother, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? Man, I'm ready to rock and roll. Social media is right up my alley, dude. I mean, uh, I talk to real estate agents all the time, and they have a lot of hesitation with posting things on the internet. Uh, insurance agents hesitation with posting things on the internet, and they have this weird idea of what social media is. And then here you are, just like me, saying, "No, man, this can actually change your life." How'd you get into this space? You know what? Long story short, I actually started in publishing back in 2005. I worked at M Evans Inc. in Manhattan. I was living what I thought the, the dream life before the bubble burst in 2008. And I thought my life was set. I thought I was going to be a publisher and write books and publish books and become this, this mogul. And that really wasn't the case. So long story short, beyond that, I actually started working for a Fortune 500 company where they had zero social media whatsoever. I mean, hmm. throwing spaghetti to a wall, hoping it would stick, never happened. They brought me in. I didn't know anything about the technology space. I had two weeks to sink or swim. I swam. I created this persona program where you organically created content for LinkedIn and Twitter specifically at the time. This was 2016 before the big boom, the big blow up for Instagram. So I knew something was there. I knew something was right because we went from zero to 3 million organic impressions on average after one year. Hmm. No follow farms, no paid media or advertising, just over 60 hours a week of hard work creating content for eight directors. And that's when I knew that there was something special about social media and that what we were doing and what I brought over to anchors really worked. All right, let's talk about Instagram because uh, just social media in general, um, organic reach has literally dwindled over the years. As things got more and more popular for the different platforms, organic reach got really throttled back. And the main reason is simple. It's, it comes down to money, right? You got to pay for the exposure that you're looking for but there's still some tricks to the trade, right? There's still things that we can do to post things organically and get some decent reach. What are some of those things? So the first thing specifically on Instagram is to 
create content daily. It sounds like a daunting task, especially that you had mentioned uh, real estate agents, you had mentioned insurance companies. I've worked with both, both on a global scale as well as the individual people that were really hesitant to get their faces on camera, start talking about behind the scenes, what they were working with, their pricing structure, how they really were ahead of their competition. You need to create at least, especially now, because the Instagram platform did change. The algorithm is definitely, um, believe it or not, despite with the Kardashians, and I love them, that's my guilty pleasure, don't get me wrong, are saying about, you know, the impact of organic or the, you know, the backlash that they're trying to portray regarding this new um, structure on the platform. Post at the minimum 10 stories per day behind the scenes, teasers of your content. Don't create content like a TikTok, for instance. That's UGC, that's user-generated content. Instagram is actually starting to punish, quote unquote, users that just get in front of a camera and lip sync a Backstreet Boys song or a Britney mm. Spears song or the new Lizzo song or album or even Renaissance by, you know, Beyonce. So that's number one. Number two, they are also pushing you to create reels. And that's a new form of your anchored content on your stream and your platform. And anything under 15 minutes currently will be categorized automatically as a reel. And that's actually a real big positive, which we can get into later. So posting on a regular basis. Now you mentioned stories, right? Because I think there's a big difference between doing a post, doing a reel and doing a story. Uh, for the most part, posts are, uh, from what I'm reading on Instagram, it's going to be going away. It's going to be moving more towards the real platform, um, which is which is cool because it acts like TikTok. So for those of you who are afraid to move over to Instagram, they're very, very similar. Uh, and then you mentioned to do stories. And this is one of those things where I, I tell people like, stories are the best way for you to train yourself to create content because it disappears in 24 hours. So you don't have to worry about messing up and making a mistake. Just put that stuff out there. This, the platform wants us to be as organic as possible, right? Correct. So what I was reading even before this big launch with the new algorithm on the Instagram platform, they are, as I like to say, kind of firing back at TikTok. They are going to be releasing more of the organic transparent content to more viewers that will see your products, see your videos, um, purchase from you if you're a realtor or the insurance company. They will be rewarding you with a lot more views going forward in the next six to 12 months going forward. So I, uh, I teach a high school course called Financial Algebra and in my class, the kids are starting to build their own businesses. One of them is a, a social media management company, right? And so I got a couple kids that are that are dipping into that space. Um, they're, they're 17 years old, so it's not like they're new to social media. They've been in that space as consumers for, a, for almost their entire life at this point. Sure. Um, but when it comes to creating content as a social media manager is what you did for the Fortune 500 company when you first started. Like, What are some things that a social media manager should look at or maybe use to get started so that they do this successfully for their clients versus you know when they're doing it on their personal platforms? Sure. So the first thing you need to do is look at your competition. Go on all the platforms, and I recommend this because they all should be pointing to each other regardless. Go on LinkedIn if you are a professional, number one. What is your competition talking about? Are people interacting with that content? Then you go over to Twitter. Is that same content being transparently 
organized on that platform, go to Facebook, a Facebook business page, or even a personal page. You need to build your persona off of what people are talking about and interacting with, number one. Number two, don't be afraid. You need to literally get in front of a mirror, which I have done, and start to practice your organic content. Translate what people are talking about regarding your competition behind, or I'm sorry, in front of the camera. You need to be comfortable doing this. And that will lead, as you had said, which I completely agree with, don't even create your reels yet or your posts. Create some stories. Those can be up to, I think, three minutes now is the new number, you know, the magic time. Create stories and get comfortable getting in front of the camera talking about your persona. My persona, of course, is the marketing maven, but you could talk about behind the scenes, your travel, what you had done for clients, and even tips and tricks of getting people to trust you or me in this instance as the marketing maven to teach them to get comfortable in front of the camera. And that is the golden rule that I will absolutely be teaching my clients going forward. So let me ask you this, because I get this pushback all the time. Sure. Uh, I don't have any energy behind the camera. I'm not very interesting. I don't know what to say. I don't know when to post. What do you do when you have those kind of excuses that come up? It happens all the time. The number one thing I hear from people starting, even people that I had worked under that hired me to train them for their stories, their reels, getting in front of the camera, is to literally get a notebook and practice and practice and bullet point and journal every single day until you're ready to get in front of the camera. And part of my Instagram method service is to, we have weekly training sessions between 30 and you know 60 minutes where we talk about the structure, what's trending under your umbrella of your persona, meaning which hashtags are trending that we can be talking about and also reviewing the competition I, I had just mentioned. You really need to get comfortable in front of the camera regardless, but it may take some time. And I'm here to tell you, it's okay and I will get you there. For instance, back in, right before the pandemic hit, 2000, winter 2020, I had just heard of IGTV and that has completely gone away now. Now it's reels and stories and now posts is also going away. I had a very low percentage of engagement rate on my content and I never teach my clients anything that I wouldn't have done myself. I got in front of the camera. I wanted to explore this IGTV created channel. Uh, quick quippy marketing is what I called it. That went along with my quick quippy content, uh, my pre-COVID project podcast. My engagement by getting in front of the camera, it was robotic. It completely sucked. It was boring in my opinion, but my engagement grew 300% in six days just by getting in front of the camera. Mm. And the proof is always in the pudding. The proof is always in the metrics and you cannot make numbers up at all. No, 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 you can't. And, and little tips and tricks, things that I've learned, especially creating things like reels and TikToks is you can speak in sentences. You don't have to have a full paragraph memorized. You can have the bullet points like you talked about. And it's a lot of start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. You can, I mean, a couple words at a time at the most, and it does a number of things. One, it clarifies your message, but two, it actually makes it more interesting because anytime you watch a movie or a TV show, even though the scene is one scene, it's cut multiple times and it's designed that way to keep our attention on that particular thing. So Correct. it's kind of like an extra bonus that you're creating content 
that is clipped and edited as you're recording it for both your clarity and your ability to sound professional, but at the same time to keep your clients engaged. What are some other things that that you've implemented or helped your clients implement to help them create content a little bit easier? Maybe things like pillars or, or topics that we can discuss or places where we can find some of these trending topics. Sure. So again, the number one thing that I create with clients and their strategy, if you're completely afraid of going in the water, I was there myself, I completely understand, is to organize, first of all, structure your content pieces, which we go over weekly on our training call. That's the Instagram method that I you know, perform. Just pick a day during the week where you may have a little less work, a little less... Um, a little less structure, if that makes sense, with your daily day-to-day, you know, views or your your tasks. Nobody is going to know if you change a shirt or a blouse or a hat or an earring or a background that you created content in one day. Create mm-hmm. three to five different videos if you can, and you don't have any other time, and you're also scared, you know what, to get yourself in front of the camera. Nobody's going to know that you recorded content in one day. Create three to five videos per week that we can camp. I will do the editing, I'll add the music, even if you wanna do it on your own and get practice doing it on your own, which I have clients that do that and that's okay. But I am a full service, you know, maven that can do everything for the client. But I also aim to educate. Um, And then again, I really wanna bring home the fact that you have to go and look at your competition. If you even read articles, for instance, I have a client that is, moving from another Fortune 500 company. Look at what is trending on the competition for the company, as well as other thought leaders and thought leadership you know, pieces of content. Even if it doesn't directly affect or you would like it to interact or fall under that umbrella of the persona content, what your voice, your professional voice on social media speaks about, you can always twist it, get the notebook, create the bullet points, and create that stop click effect, which will turn into splice video that would be edited with great music. And that will turn into another piece of content. So there's nothing worse than not structuring your time and recording content really is what I'm trying to say. Does that make yeah, sense? And, no, it, it does. It does. And, and the, you know, you said you're full service, but the, the thing is no matter what full service agency is out there, you, has still have to create the initial content. You have to create the raw stuff, right? It doesn't, I'll give you an example. So I'm working with a company um, to set up an educational platform for for uh, first time home buyers, right? In the real estate space. So we're sure. creating a bunch of content. And, and essentially what we did as a team is we outlined what do we want to have as far as content is create content. And then, you know, what are the subtopics and what are the little things that we need to talk about for each one? And that's really about it. And then just like you described, I got a couple different shirts. I got a couple different backdrops that I use. And then I just record everything all at once. So it might be a a seven, eight minute clip for that one piece of content. But then I send it to the team, just like you're talking about, and they chop it all up and line up the sound and all that stuff. And then they send me back this beautiful looking TikTok, which we're going to be launching uh, pretty soon here. A bunch of cool content that way. But that's how it works, right? If you just have the confidence to do it, even if you don't have the skills to edit or to choose the video or to put the subtitles, there are people just like Joseph out there who are willing and ready to not only coach you to what to say, but to even do all the behind the scenes stuff afterwards. Joseph, you know, there's there's something really big about 
creating content and trying to use your creativity to come up with things versus documenting your process. Can you talk about the difference between the two? Sure. So creating content should literally equate to changing your life. What do you want to talk about? Why are you a thought leader? Why are you getting on camera? Why are you organizing your bullet points and trying to attract clients? Is it the ROI? Is it the metrics? Is it to just get on camera and talk about what you know as a thought leader? That's content creation. It should excite you. It should, you know, think of, actually, I saw a TikTok, ironically enough, this afternoon preparing for the show that there was this woman and she was just wearing a blouse by the pool, a regular, you know, middle-aged woman talking about um, if you see her out in public and she's talking to herself, she's creating a movie, right? She's on a soundstage and, and she was joking, of course, ironically enough, because we all have a soundstage at our fingertips. Mm. Go on your front porch, you're on vacation, go by the pool. I go on vacation, I create more content because I'm in the creative mode and the mindset and the method while I'm away more than I actually create content while I'm home mm. in my backdrop, in my movie set. If you just push out information, it's going to fail, unfortunately. You have to present yourself as a professional at all times and get in front of the camera and limit your content. But there could be a middle ground, right? The like Venn diagram of boring and creative and exciting What's that middle ground that works for you and your creativity and your schedule? Keep it to three to five bullet points per video is what I found, even at a Fortune 500 company, even with clients now, even with a celebrity that um, I had worked with for over two years in selling his art. We sold over $60,000 worth of artwork in less than 24 hours because I literally pushed him and trained him to get on video, talk about the process, talk about the art itself, the background of why he was launching, you know, this specific campaign and it worked. So social media also saves lives and people don't understand that it's so easy to get in front of the camera and talk about essentially your process. It might be difficult at first, but it gets easier, right? It gets easier as you do it over and over again. And you kind of mentioned some pillars and I kind of wanted to go back to that a little bit. Sure. Uh, different types of videos that you can create. You can educate, you can entertain, you can inspire. There are a couple different types of topics that seem to work well while creating content on social media. Do you have any other ones that uh, can kind of trigger something? At least, you know, when you're writing in your notebook, maybe you have columns of different ideas in these different spaces, or maybe it's one idea that you can rewrite three different ways or four different ways. What are some of those core content pieces that people can think about to utilize in their content creation? I guess going back to the pillars is a really important, you know, part of the creative process. Don't just think that one video that will equate to seven or eight minutes on Instagram or even a TikTok will be used one time. You should be recycling your content every chance you get. Specifically on Instagram, create your reel, which is, that's the norm now. That's the, the anchored content on your, as a post. Take some behind the scenes once you're splicing it or have somebody like me or you splicing the content together. What's going to fall on the, on the cutting room floor? right? That can be used as B-roll. Put that in the story. Put that as a highlight. And the highlight is also an anchored piece of content that's, I think, between 10 and 15 seconds, under 30 seconds. 
that you can use as a teaser behind the scenes. So that's what I would specifically do. Or if you want somebody like me or you to even, you know, visit you in person, I actually just came back from the Everglades in Florida and everything that I had done, I worked, uh, a lot of hours during the day. And it wasn't really just to go see the, you know, the alligators and the mangroves. It was to create content. That's right. These people were so open to my suggestions and I'm not trying to blow smoke. I'm just saying that it's so easy to create content. The staff and my clients were talking about the organic avocados growing on the marina and by the motel. And I said, well, why aren't you getting in front of the camera? And why aren't you talking about you know, the process of growing these naturally and bringing it to your cafe and people will go crazy for it. If you just think and start having a conversation with a client, for instance, they'll reveal things that they never thought of that you can point to and elevate and then create the content for that going forward. So content is all around you. It's just a matter of trying to find the right voice for the right person at the right time. Oh man, you're so right. And, and, uh, it's funny. Why aren't you explaining it to more people? If it's interesting to one, it's going to be interesting to many. Uh, different places where you can find some content ideas that I've learned in the past. Your email inbox. Like literally, these are your clients or your customers who are reaching out to you and asking you a question. Why not respond with video format? Like that video explanation. Now, of course, general details, right? Social security numbers, bank account numbers. You didn't keep those out, right? But general questions like that, that's not just one client. More of your clients are going to have those same types of questions. People in that industry are going to have that same type of question. And when you're answering it, you're showing the expertise that you have as the influencer, as the person, as the as the person in your industry who's giving the professional advice. Those are great pieces of content because you're you're teaching somebody something new, right? But even to your point, go in your inbox, right? Look at the sales teams and the marketing teams that are actually trying to sell you something. Mm. They probably all come from the same company. And I actually credit Russell Brunson to this, where he has the best headlines. He works with the best people, the best marketing teams in the entire planet, in my opinion. But sometimes the content is salesy and that's fine. He's growing a business as well expanding and evolving look to your competition as i've been saying the entire time what can you pull from that email from that headline from the sales team or a hubspot right or an hbr or um even like a nail net go and look at what people are talking about yes but split it into two things what are your clients asking you and you should answer the question on video in three to five bullet points or what is your what are the salespeople that are trying to sell you something trying to say and study their tactics? Then reiterate that, regurgitate that, but put your own spin on your own persona and create a video based off of those topics. I love that. I love that. It's cheating, ladies and gentlemen. Like I, I, I always equate it to school, and I tell my <laughs> students all the time. I'm like, look, in our class, we don't cheat. We collaborate because in real life, that's exactly what you're doing. Somebody who's already more successful than you at this thing that you're trying to learn is literally sending you emails every day. 
They're giving you their template. Those are hooks. Those are stories. Those are offers all the way through. And you just literally can take that same information, turn it into your own and put it back out to your own database of people. Uh, Speaking of databases, I got another question for you. Uh, How much emphasis are you giving to your clients in transferring people from social platforms to your own websites to collect that name, email, address, phone numbers to start owning some of that traffic versus staying organic on the platforms? I try, again, it can be difficult depending upon the client and what their preference may be, but I try to allow them to, I never force, but I do try them to allow to incorporate that URL to their website or to their product or service, or even if they're looking for a gig, if they're a celebrity looking for the next gig or the next project or moving, put that URL into every piece of content in your description and then put it back into your story. So you don't just stay organic. So you can reach out and spread your tentacles and put, uh, I'm sorry, put uh, pokers in the fire every time that you create a piece of content. Yeah. It's, the long tail effect of the content that you're creating is so, so powerful. I and mean, you can hide it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be sales 24-7 and it never should be. But you could create different forms of going beyond the organic on, you know, that platform going forward as well. So, yeah. And for those of you who are ten- like wondering, well, when do I throw in paid ads for some of this organic uh, post that you're doing? It's like you're testing your content before you'd run paid ads behind it. So if you're posting organic content, you're going to see some of the ones that take off. The ones that take off are probably ones that you might want to push some more money behind and get them even more exposure because they already been tested organically that they work. So throwing money behind some of those might be beneficial. Of course, it depends on your messaging on that particular sure. thing. But you get an idea of what's working, what your audience is, is experiencing, what they're liking, what they don't like. The metrics and the data and the practice will perfect what you're doing as well as guide your direction and how you're you're creating that content. Sure. Uh, just before we head out, man, anything new coming out on Instagram or, or any of the social media that you're working with that people should kind of look into or look out for? I would say, as we had mentioned briefly a few minutes ago, stop creating the user-generated content. That's, you know, getting in front of a camera, which we want. That's a plus. But the downside to that is do not um, lip sync anything currently if you're trying to build your organic voice on social. Not even if the duets? You, the, the duets only if they're influencers is what I'm seeing. Um, but try to keep it as organic as possible, especially for starting out. That's my number one rule. And I still see that being a trend for the next at least year or so. You figure, do you think there's any big difference between having like converting your Instagram, for example, to a business profile versus keeping it personal for that organic reach? I would say if you are a professional that has a personal profile on Instagram, work on creating more video content and more of those reels and stories to promote yourself to eventually convert it to a business profile. You also unlock like a game, right? It's all free, but you unlock more features, more music features, um, the URLs and more stickers, especially that work for your stories. If you convert from a, uh, a personal to a business profile on that platform. 
Yeah, it makes a big difference. Uh, I, I love the metrics, uh, some of the insights that, that Instagram gives you when you move over to that business profile. I mean, you, you learn so much about who's watching and what they're interested in and all kinds of cool stuff. For you, male, female, where they're coming from, your viewers, the countries, what songs worked, what songs didn't work. I held a piece of content, as I just said, for my clients in Florida. I recorded the content, me walking a boardwalk and trying to record these little crabs. And I wasn't sure really what to do with that. I held it for a week. I put the flight of the bumblebee and I kind of did a fast forward filter, you know, a little grainy feature on as a, as a business profile on Instagram for that brand. 16.4 thousand views in less than a day, just by holding the content and waiting for the right time at the right place to release that piece of content. It makes a difference, man. It's I'm not magic. It's no. Just, it's following your metrics. Yeah. And, and you, you, you guys will see, I mean, there's different metrics also. I mean, views is great. Likes are cool. But when you start getting into the shares and the saves, that's really where the power is. That's how you know your content is reaching people. They're saving it. They want to share it with somebody else. And you start to kind of, again, you're going to look at stuff that works and that what doesn't work. Those metrics mean everything. Uh, Joseph, before we head out, man, uh, I want to make sure I give you uh, the floor here. How can people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Sure. So specifically on Instagram, you can follow me at Joseph A. Federico. I'm known as the Marketing Maven. I have a little cartoon of myself with a little Twitter tattoo and a little anchor kind of pointing up uh, in a tank top. I rebranded myself last year. And you can call me directly to set up a free 20-minute consultation about anything, specifically the Instagram method, coaching at 973-289-3517. And the Marketing Maven is here for you 24-7. Boom. That's what it comes down to, ladies and gents. Look. Here's the thing, everyone, everyone starts off at zero. We're all invisible when we first get on social media, but you start posting on a regular basis, you start becoming visible, you stay consistent, you become credible, and that credibility will lead to trust and profitability. So if you're interested in going from invisible to profitable, then maybe you should hit up Joseph A. Federico on Instagram, figure out what you're up to. That 20 minute phone call, I mean, even if you don't work with Joseph, that 20 minute phone call could open your eyes to abundant opportunities on how to create your content. You owe it to yourself to stop by and have that conversation. Follow him on IG at Joseph A. Federico. And it's the marketing maven, ladies and gents. That's what you want, somebody to help you out. Because marketing is nothing more than being in front of people and telling them what it is you do. Convert those customers into looky-loos and now make them customers for life. Uh, they'll follow you forever if your content is interesting and they'll think about you and your brand. Joseph, thank you very much for coming on the show. One last question, man. Uh, as a marketing maven and content creator, what was your impression? What did you think about the Business Bros podcast? Absolutely amazing. I follow it religiously and I wanna, I'm actually looking forward to hearing what you guys are coming up with next. Sweet, man. All right, <laughs> ladies and gents, that's it. Look, creating content makes all the difference in the world. I promise you this. Google yourself right now. If you don't like what you see, start creating content and creating the visible image of yourself and who you want to be. Give it a few months and you'll see huge difference. Your brand takes off like crazy. Make content, make content, make content, make content. I can't tell you enough. Joseph's here to help one more time. His Instagram is at Joseph A. Federico. Hit him up. Find out what it takes and start creating your content so you can make a difference in your life. Ladies and gents, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home.
Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.